You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, everybody. It is cloudy outside, but a great day here in Southern California. Hope that you're doing well. I am Pastor Scott. This is the Pastor Scott Show. And uh, we take the issues of the day, issues in the news, and look at them from a Christian perspective. President Biden is in Ireland still. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I'm just going to get as much out of that clip as I can while he's in Ireland. The funny thing happened to him today is that he went over to uh, to say hello to somebody's dog. Right? He went over there, and uh, the uh, here's how it, you can kind of hear how it goes. He walks over. There's a big dog, a German Shepherd or something. <laughs> and the uh, the dog was not all that pleased that the president was coming over to say hello. I have some audio of actually what the president had to say with the uh, dog owner. Most uh, media was not able to catch this audio, but our our wise staff here was able to pick up on it. Here is the conversation. Does your dog bad? I thought you said your dog did not bite. That is not my talk. All right, silly, silly joke. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't deal with that. Anyway, hey, the the number here is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 if you want to join our conversation. A uh, much bigger and more important story today is the Pentagon document leaker was caught today. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States Air Force National Guard. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. I want to thank the FBI, Justice Department prosecutors, and our colleagues at the Department of Defense for their diligent work on this case. This investigation is ongoing. We will share more information at the appropriate time. All right. So good for them that they uh, they got this person, but he released a lot of information about our country, about our relationships with other allies, about uh, how well apparently we're doing spying on Russia and how we're probably not doing well now because it got released. But I want to talk about a side of this that matters, that matters if you've got kids or if you've got grandkids. Uh, I've got kids. They're 10 and 13. And, you know, they're old enough where we, we've tried to keep them off of the, the phones um, and to keep them away from the Internet as much as possible. They've got, you know, some video games, but we even limit that. And it's because there's dangerous stuff out there, and it's kind of just melts your brain. There's a whole lot of reasons, right? As parents, you do have the right to say no to that. You do have the right to schedule it. There's some tools out there that help you with all of that. But there's some other reasons other than just the time wasters and other stuff. There's some danger out there, particularly now when there's the Internet. And... Part of these Pentagon papers were posted to a service called Discord, and Discord is something that, you know, I, other than knowing about it, you know, other than I've heard it and I know that my kids are interested in being on there, uh, I don't really know what it is. It used to be, I think it's probably the same company. Years ago, it was like a way that you could sign on to different websites to leave a comment on their 
on on like the end of a blog or something years ago. Wilbert, is it the same company? Are you aware of that? Uh, I wasn't aware of that. It's the best way I can think of it. It's like Zoom for gamers. Zoom for gamers. That's a great way. To, that's what it's become anyway. Even if it's not yeah. the same the same company, it's a voice, video, and text chat app that's used by tens of millions of people from the ages 13 and higher, okay? And they can hang out online with their communities and friends. I mean, in, in a way, this is like it was if, if, you're, if you're older, I don't know how old you gotta be, 35 or 40, if you're that age, where you used to have to call your friends on the phone, right? Like if you were really, really, I had to, my, my first phone was one of those dial phones, right? And do, you, do you remember like AOL chats, chat room? I do. I remember like AOL private chat. Private AOL chat room. Yeah, that's right. You got mail. You got mail. Uh, that was the beginning of the end, as far as uh, you know, the safety online. That right there, and um, they uh, remember all those uh, CDs they used to send you for your free AOL. Yes, I was. Uh... I was a young teenager. Yes, at the uh, youth group that uh, I was a part of at the church I was at, we used to collect. We had the whole church. It was a big church. Send in the the CDs that were mailed in, and the youth director decorated the wall with them in the entire youth room. Oh, no. He got thousands of them. They just mailed those things out all the time. Anyway, you know, there's something about the chat rooms, and, you know, we we let, with some observation, my, my oldest son, my youngest son now, they'll talk to their friends in a way it's like calling your friends. We used to just use the telephone and call them, right? And you could chat with your friends. And, and I mean, the bummer is you used to go over to their house. That's the problem now, right, is that you're doing everything online. So there's a side to it that is actually it is relational. It's something that isn't necessarily totally negative. It's something that is the way people communicate today, okay? Uh, Discord is one of these ways. Kids are using it in big time. I, I'll bet, though, that most parents, I don't know how old – I. I hesitate maybe to put a date on it, but I bet if you're 35 or older, the older you get from that age, you probably have less of an idea of what Discord is because it's just so, it's developing so fast. Tens of millions of people ages 13 plus are on there. And by the way, you know, if your kids are listening, they've already figured this out, so I'm not spoiling it for you, but it asks you what your birthday is. And if you put in your real birthday and you're 10, it's going to say you can't be on here. So then what you do is you add three years to your birth date and suddenly you get on there, right? They're not checking your IDs here. They're not asking for your birth certificate. Every kid in the world knows how to get past the age filter. Uh, Do not think that your kid hasn't figured that out. They figured it out 10 seconds after they heard about it. Um, So there's kids on there of all ages and they can hang out with communities and friends. And Discord can talk about a whole lot of stuff. And apparently the other thing that's on Discord is national security documents that your kids are looking at that are that are on there right it's crazy well the washington post interviewed somebody who uh he's a minor so they didn't release his name and they kind of covered up you know his face and they did all that because he was before this guy got arrested for uh putting these things out there this guy talked about because he knows who it is it's a kid and it is a child the person who got arrested is 21 years old He's only 21. It raises a certain question, right, is why, do, why does a 21-year-old have access to our nation's greatest secrets, the world's greatest secrets? Why does a 21-year-old have access to that? And why is he posting it on his game server for his Minecraft buddies, apparently? Well, they interviewed him. This is what he said about the, the leaker. This is not the leaker. This is, this is somebody who the leaker was online friends with. I would not call a whistleblower in the slightest. I don't think that there was a goal nor some sort of accomplishment that he was looking for in sharing these documents. Of course, there's some anti-government sentiment, but that's not unlike most right-wingers 
in the modern day and age. Now, I want you to listen to this kid. We don't know how old he is. We only know he's a minor. He sounds like he's older he's older than 13, but at the oldest, he's 17. He could be 15 or 16. And he has had a relationship for a few years with this person who he met online, who is the person who is sharing these government secrets. And according to this kid, the motive for sharing the government secrets was so that he could be personally popular in the Discord community. I want to keep OG's identity secret because I still care. OG is his screen name. I think it, what does OG mean? Original gangster, is that what OG came from? It's like you're, you're the, the top of the heap or something, I think, is, and people just use OG now uh, for part of that. I want to keep OG's identity secret because I still care for him, like he's a family member. He is not a Russian operative. He is not a Ukrainian operative. I'll go as far to say he's not even on the east side of the world. Any claims that he is a Russian operative or pro-Russian is categorically false. He is not interested in helping any foreign agencies with their attack on the U.S. or other countries. He was a, he was a young, charismatic man who loved nature, God, who loved shooting guns and, and racing cars. Once again, I want you to think about this for a second. This is a child saying this, okay? Someone who's probably, who for sure is between 13 and 17 years old. I'm guessing 16 or 17. And I want you to imagine this is your kid or your grandkid or a kid that you know, some kid in your church, some kid in your school, maybe your teacher, you've got a class full of your high school teacher. could be just any one of those kids who just likes to play games. Okay, he's on this Discord server, on his computer, or on his phone. It's a home for all of his communities, group of friends, and they get to know people, and they share interests and hobbies. It's a way that people are making friends today because it cuts through all of the, do I have anything in common with this person? That if you're on that, the way it works is you immediately have things in common with that person because you like the same game or the same subject matter uh, or whatever's being talked about. It's interesting to you. And I, this is something that, as you, you've probably heard this on the news today, if you've been paying attention or even if you haven't, uh, what I'm getting at here is the concern that I have that our kids are into things. Here we're talking about national security secrets that could lead to World War III, or some people think maybe he just stopped World War III. I don't know. And this kid doesn't know. This kid's probably the reason this guy caught got caught, too. Somehow the Washington Post figured out who this guy was. The The FBI couldn't have been more than a step behind on all of that, who they did arrest today. But I want you to think about this from the standpoint that this is a kid. He's being influenced by somebody on here who is an adult, not that much older, but older still. And listen to this is what he heard from this guy. He did have sort of a bossy attitude at some points, but it was more of a fatherly bossy. He did see himself as the leader of this group, and he ultimately... He saw himself as the leader of the group. It's a fatherly bossy. Okay, so this is a teenager who is... Seeing this person who's 21, who is posting military secrets, who's into God and guns and whatever he described as right-wing stuff, and this guy is defending him, this, this teenager. He did have sort of a bossy attitude at some points, but it was more of a fatherly bossy. He did see himself as the leader of this group, and he ultimately he was the leader of this group. And he wanted us all to be sort of super soldiers to some degree, informed, fit, with God, well-armed. Super soldier. He wanted us to be super soldiers, informed, fit, with God, and well-armed. Can you let that settle in here? Now, this kid, 
he, you know, just sounds like any regular kid, right? He was playing video games and getting to know somebody, and he's he's looking up to this guy. Stuff like that. It would appear as if he sort of grew angry with the fact that only one or two people were paying attention to these documents that he was pouring his heart out into. So he's putting out national secrets on his Minecraft server or whatever this is, and the other teenagers don't really care that they're getting secret information about the war in Ukraine. And it's bugging this guy. And as a sign of just anger, he just decided to post the full documents. He was a very smart man. There's no way in any world that he would not know that he knew that these were illegal. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he just got upset and he decided he's going to post all these national secrets on there. It's no big deal. NBD, no big deal. Uh, that's, you know, that's what's happening. What's wrong with that? Well, it's not good, Arnold, that he would that he would do that. What do you think about this? And you're thinking about this and your kids. Are you even aware of what your kids might be into online? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. How do you respond to this? There's so many issues here. You know, 21-year-old has all these ac- has access to the nation's secrets, posting them on Servers with kids, really, it sounds like. Now, maybe there is going to be some other shoe to drop on this. But it sounds like, you know what, this guy is, is you know, I, what worries me about this is when you hear this kid talk about it, what concerns me is that this kid, I think, is being recruited into some group that may one day do a dark thing otherwise, do a terrible thing otherwise. He's encouraging us to be right with you know, to have an opinion about God, to be fit, to be well-armed. What does that have to do? He's not with the video games. What does that have to do with anything on the server? And this is where parents, grandparents, just anybody who has a relationship with kids, we have got to be aware that there are dangers out there in, in areas on the web that we may not even know about. That's something as a parent that worries me the most is uh, that there are things, this Discord thing, I barely know about it. My kids have asked me about having an account for it. To my knowledge, I don't think they do or they have like one thing that we, we batten down the hatches so much that they can't add anything to it. But who knows who else gets in there? And here you have somebody who sounds to me like he's, he's building a team full of people who might one day do something terrible. You know, it doesn't sound like somebody who just, and maybe I'm hearing it differently than you are, but I'm not hearing somebody who's like a gun enthusiast. I'm not hearing it as somebody who is a, you know, Second Amendment rights guy who just wants to teach young people about the Constitution. No, I'm hearing it as a mentally disturbed person who is targeting children who wants to be seen as important who wants to be seen as somebody who is a fatherly figure, he describes him as. Uh, This is a very troubling thing at many levels. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Penny in Canoga Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good, Penny. Um, I just wanted to say I feel so very, very sorry for this kid because um, all I can think of is, is a term that was used in the past. He's a useful idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel so very, very sorry for these kids that are, are passing this information and thinking that they're, they're getting some pleasure out of it and just makes me feel so badly that they are so insecure in their lives that this makes them feel better. Yeah, and and you're thinking of the, the person that we're, we're hearing from, right, the, the, the minor who the Washington Post recorded. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's very, it is very, very troubling that he he feels, you know, when I hear him, it's like he doesn't think this is a big deal at all, really. Uh, and oh, it's a it's, huge it's, deal. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, how do we, uh, how do we help our kids be wise? Like there's, you know, wisdom is what we're lacking, I think, in general as a culture. And we've got to have our kids be wise about this kind of thing. We used to, we have to get back to having God in our Bible and stuff in schools or these children being somehow or other exposed to it because they're getting exposed to the extreme opposite. Yeah, they are. And too. It, it's, going to, it's going to take over on them and it's going to ruin their lives. And hopefully this particular kid, we don't know who he is, but we'll get some wisdom from this once he it dawns on him how serious this was and i think personal jeopardy he was in um oh you know he, he could be in a lot of trouble yeah yeah for sure all right penny thanks for calling the pastor scott show you know i think when you get into you know, what she said there about the scripture you know it's always kind of a you know a church thing we say well we need to have people more in their bibles but let me let me pull that back a little bit and say we are a society that is desperately without wisdom, right? Where's the wisdom in our world leaders right now? Do we really feel it? There have been eras where we've had great leadership in the world, great leaders. Do we really think we have that right now? I don't. And I'm not trying to put any particular person down, but I'm going, where you know, where are the people who are ready to lead us through these massive crises? And maybe where they are is they're on their Discord server hanging out with people who are duping them into things. See, the the thing is about the scriptures is, and the thing is about Christ and what you really learn in the scriptures is he is our wisdom. The book of Proverbs, he it personifies wisdom, and that wisdom is Christ. You know, go read the book of Proverbs. Just go go sit down and read the first few chapters. You know, the, after about chapter 10, it starts to get into these little pithy statements, and they're all really good lessons in life, and they're important, and you can kind of go one verse by verse and really learn something. But leading up to that is a class on wisdom that is meant for kids, that Proverbs is written for children, probably 13 years old, like the original Discord was Proverbs. And it was, hey, you need to be wise. And it starts talking about being wise with money, being wise first and foremost with the Lord, wise with money, wise with women. It's written in, you know, probably to the boys, but it's certainly just as uh, applicable for the girls. And this was school, most likely, when this book was first written. And then it, by chapter 8, it's personifying wisdom in such a way that now, being New Testament Christians, we can look back and go, well, the wisdom that they're talking about is Christ. Um we got to pray for our culture. We got to pray for our kids. And if you're a parent and you're listening or grandparent, just have the conversation with your kids. Hey, you know, how do you chat with your friends online? What, what are the, the companies you use? And they might say Discord. Go look it up. Go find out if you're an internet provider or if you have one of those apps like Bark or, you know, one of those that help block things on their phone. You know, you have a, I believe as a, as a parent, you have an obligation Okay, as a grandparent, not as much unless you're raising the kid. It's harder as a grandparent, but you you have an ability to bring this up even with your 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 kids about your grandkids. Find out what your kids are doing. It is completely okay. You are you as the parent. 
I don't believe that you are restricted to certain things in privacy, meaning that you have a relationship and you want to keep, you know, you want to have privacy for your kids and certain things. It's a, it's a, it's a line that you, you have to walk, you know, wisely as a parent. But at the end of the day, it is so much more important that you are the parent and that your child doesn't have privacy on these things because they might end up in prison, in jail, uh, they might wind up dead. They might wind up in relationships with horrible people. This happens online all the time, and it's totally worth you as a parent being involved. It's totally worth you as a parent having open conversations with your kids. So if you got kids, ask them about Discord. I'm going to talk to my kids more about it with all this. Ask them what's on there. Ask them who they're talking to. Open up their their phone. Give, let them have your password. I have my kids' passwords. I can go on there. I can check the email. I can check the things. I know kids are smart and they can figure out ways to get around dad and that's what kids do. But you have a right as a parent to do that. And I think you have an obligation in this world that's so dangerous. You know, our parents used to say, don't ride with strangers and don't talk, don't take candy from somebody you don't know. All those kinds of things. Now we get into the Ubers and ride with strangers all the time. The world's changed, but I think the don't, don't talk to strangers and don't take candy from a stranger, all that, it's online today that same danger, it still exists in the streets, but I think it exists more prevalently online maybe than it ever has. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. When we come back, we will talk about some interesting things that are going on elsewhere in the world, and maybe you've had some experiences with rats in your life. I have. We'll talk about that here in just a second, because there is a new sheriff in town in the city of New York having to do with the rats problem in New York. This is the Pastor Scott Show, Thursday edition. I'm Pastor Scott. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. You know, every city has its uh, its challenges and uh, certainly we have them out here. New York City, we follow them once in a while. Mayor Eric Adams, a new mayor there. Somebody who I like, you know, I don't agree with him and everything, but I like this guy. He just appointed, I'm not even joking about this, he just appointed the New York City Rat Czar, R-A-T, Rat Czar, on uh, uh, yesterday morning. I'm not even kidding. There was a big press conference, and uh, here's what he had to say. These stories I hear all the time. And I, I want all, all those who, you know, we, we, we joke about it, but all of you to think about it. Imagine coming home and opening your cabinet and having a rat come out. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Now, you, know, you, you do joke about it, right? But you know what? I have lived in a rat-infested place. Have you ever lived in a place where you had to deal with rats, where you've had that exact same experience? You want to tell your story, your rat story here? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. At the press conference, Eric Adams went on. Or just, you know, walking down a block and a rat runs across your, your foot. You are going to think about that all day long. You're going to act like you aren't, you know. Uh, but in reality, I don't think there are too many things that can impact our feeling of being safe in our homes or in our community. You start your car, and all of a sudden you hear something under it, you put up the hood, you see three rats under there. Uh, you go put out your garbage, uh, and you see rats coming through the garbage bags. Or you're in your hallway, your basement. Uh, rats impact how you feel 
about the city that you're in. And that's why we're taking this uh, serious. <laughs> that is Mayor uh, Eric Adams of New York, who is uh, at a press conference where he's appointing his rat czar. Have you ever had this go on? I have. Uh, I lived in a place. In fact, I remember he, he's funny when he says this thing. He says, uh, if a rat runs by you and runs across your foot, it affects you for the entire day. He's totally right about that. It does. It. Some of you are like, I don't know about that. You know, it, it does. So I lived in this house before I was married. And uh, my roommate, we had a rat problem. And it was it was pretty bad, right? So we had rat traps everywhere. And we learned something. We learned that if you uh, don't clean up the rat trap once a rat is trapped in it, they will learn from it. You have to go get them right away. It's the middle of the night. You hear, bang! You have to go out and take care of the, the dead rat and then reset the trap. And if you leave it there, though, the other rats, they come over and they see it and they go, oh, we need to stay away from those things. They learn, right? So it's a complicated thing to uh, to get rid of the, the rats. Well, my roommate left a package of Fig Newtons on his bed, half opened and half eaten. And I walk in the house and I'm going down the hallway and a rat carrying a Fig Newton runs down the hall and runs right over my foot, right past me, holding on to this Fig Newton. And I turned around and I chased it. And I chased it down the hall. I chased it into the kitchen. And I was surprised to learn something at this moment because the rat ran straight into his rat hole, which what I was surprised about is that a rat hole is not a gothic arch with a tiny little wooden door. That's what I had always thought about this, right? It was just a small crack in the wall. And, uh, you know, this uh, this place I was living, by the way, was church-provided housing, <clears throat> And uh, we had just, it was just a major rat problem. Rats, rats, it's a serious, serious problem going on. And uh, in New York, they have hired someone to deal with it. I understand that some people who may not live in places where there are rats, they may say, well, what's the whole big deal? But that is not many of us. Many of us live in communities where rats think they run the city. And we are serious about this. Everyday employees, I hear it all the time. I'm on the trains, I'm walking the streets. People stop me and say, you know, we're with you, man. We hate those damn rats. And, you know, remember, Julia, remember when I came out with that rat device? You know, I had a rat device. We caught 96 rats around Brooklyn um, Borough Hall, 96 rats. And, you know, there were people that were yelling, you know, oh, you murderer, you murderer. <laughs> you know, uh, we can't be philosophical about things that impact uh, the quality of life of New York. This is why I kind of like this guy, right? I mean, he went out and he slept in the uh, the shelter where they're putting all of the uh, people who came across the border that uh, the Texas and Florida governor sent up to him, and he slept in the shelter in the bed there and hung out with them all night. I thought, oh, you know what? That Good for you. I think that's a good thing. And apparently he went out catching rats, and he caught 90-something rats just himself. The mayor of New York is out there catching rats. And then he says this interesting thing. He says that people were screaming as he's catching these rats. They were screaming, murderer, 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 <laughs> you know. And he says, we can't just have uh, these philosophies. You know, we got to take care of this. It matters. And he's right. It matters. And I wish we would apply that and that other mayors would apply the idea, the same thing. There's so many philosophies that are why we're in trouble with rats, but also homelessness, drugs, and uh, whatever the issue is, usually we're not solving it because somebody is subscribing to some dumb philosophy. You know, you can't kill the rats because you're a murderer. You know, you can't uh, do whatever. Uh, it's a right of a person to get high and kill themselves, so you got to help them do it, which seems to be our homeless uh, policy in so many places. Well, anyway, he uh, he introduced his new rat czar, 
Kathleen Corradi, and uh, she was a land expert who specialized in urban sustainability and currently works at the Department of Education as the Director of Rodent Mitigation. That's something that uh, has got to be fantastic on a business card, right, that you hand somebody on a business card. Uh, What do you do? Here, here's my card. You know, you're the Director of Rodent Mitigation. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I'm the, yes, I'm the director of uh, rodent mitigation. What's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that. It's just, uh, you know, do you go by the DRM? What are you? I'm the DRM. Or you you just spell it out. Director of rodent mitigation. I think that this woman, uh, she spells it out because she loves it. According to uh, her write-up, it said that as a child, she used to campaign for anti-rat measures in her neighborhood as a little kid. And that she previously served as a garden coordinator at the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens. And then she had this to say as she was introduced. Pizza rat may live in infamy, but rats and the conditions that support their thriving will no longer be tolerated in New York City. No more dirty curbs, unmanaged spaces, or brazen burrowing. There's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) And with your help, we'll send those rats packing. Thank you. Can you pull me? And then they uh, they clap for her. And so New York City has a uh, new rat czar. I don't know if we're going to have one here in L.A. or if San Diego needs one. San Diego might need one. There's a lot of rats. Don't you know, stay on the sidewalks. That's what I learned in uh, San Diego. Don't go stomping through the, uh, you know, the ivy that somebody has in front of their, their house. You will regret that. Just stay on the sidewalk. Um, 888-528-2557 is the number. At the press conference, as uh, it rounded up, you know, the city of New York is broke, like most cities. And so the mayor promised her that he that she would be paid in a 1,000 guilders. And uh, she agreed, and she took out her flute and started marching down the street with a little skip and clicking her heels together. And for our children's sake, let's hope she gets paid, right, for her work. Yeah, I know. It's a silly joke. Remember the story of the Pied Piper? You know what happens in that story? The Pied Piper leads all the rats out of town into the water, and they all drown. And the mayor promised the 1,000 guilders, and then he uh, cheated her. And he gave her, or him, the Pied Piper, gave her only 50 guilders. And uh, like most fairy tales are, they're pretty grim. And uh, the next thing she does is she waited for, in the, in the actual story, she waited for all of the kids to go back to, ch- to go to church or waited for all the people to go to church. And on Sunday, while everybody was in church, and apparently back then everybody went to church, uh, she blew, the, uh, blew her flute and took away all of their children, and their children were never to be seen again. Uh, that's why we have Sunday school. Apparently, the adults went to church, but not the kids back then. And uh, so somebody invented Sunday school after that. Yeah, it's a very dark, dark story. Anyway, uh, you know, it's it's real. It's real life, the whole rat thing. And uh, I know that some of you actually, you know what you know what this is about. It's a real it's a real challenge. Anyway, I thought that was a fun story, and I would share it with you. I I think uh, you know, as I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about New York. My son was on a history tour with his his high school or his junior high and they went to New York. They went to several, they went to Washington, New York, Boston, all the places in between. It's an amazing history tour. I think I mentioned to you that I went to the La Brea Tar Pits and uh, his comment about New York to me was, I said, what do you think of New York? And he goes, I don't know why anybody would want to live in a town where everybody wants to rob you. That was his, his impression of uh, that city. And uh, he said nothing about the rats, but I'm sure that they are there. I'm not sure that we are living in a country that is all that serious anymore. I definitely applaud the mayor to try to deal with the rats. He went on in that press conference talking about how the last several mayors have tried to deal with this and to come up with nothing. Um, and they put out an ad. The ad for that job for the rats are, 
it used the word bloodthirsty. We're looking for somebody who's bloodthirsty, who wants to kill rats. And uh, they found their candidate. Uh, you know, we were talking in the first segment about the the Pentagon Papers that a 21-year-old person has access to and snuck them out. And the information in there is is huge. Like, if we end up in a war or somehow th- it could change world history, how people are dealing with their paperwork. And we've got a president and a former president who have – and a former vice president, probably a bunch of others who have – classified documents all over their house are they uh, putting them on their uh, their websites or stuff like i feel like we're just not in a serious country i feel like we have left that i got to take a break here uh, let me get one call here donna you've been on hold for a little while how you doing donna yes i'm fine thank you how are you sir i'm good 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 you know i i lived in new york for a while and i remember walking through central park and the rats there were almost as big as small rabbits, and this is this isn't just a a, a now problem. It's it's been a, a problem there for a long time. Yeah. And but but they're, they're, but that's not it. That's not it. You know these people that were screaming a, a murderer to that guy who was killing the rats. There are rats there with two feet and two legs. You can walk down the street all afternoon and nobody will make eye contact with you. And that was very disconcerting for me for a while, but um, ignored it once I got used to it. But um, I think it's funny that they're they're bringing this story to the news. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got to do something about it. But I, you know, I think that, uh, and I appreciate your call. I got to go to a break, Donna. But and thanks for that uh, that testimony of being there. You, and you mentioned just you know people not making eye contact and looking at each other in order for this to work in New York or Los Angeles or San Diego or wherever you do it, neighborhoods are going to have to get on board. You can't just expect that the government is suddenly going to deal with your trash. You can't, you know, the government uh, in most of the big cities gives you the trash barrel, but you've got to seal it. You've got to put the trash in there. You've got to tie off your own bags. You know, Mayor, as as hands-on as this guy apparently is, because he's the guy that they were screaming murder at when he's killing 90 rats in New York, uh, he's not going to do it. Everybody has to do it or the problem will never go away. We've got to be community-minded. We've got to be looking out for each other. Donna, thanks for your call. i got to take a break. I'll come back for your calls, Rosalind and Bob and others, as soon as the Pastor Scott Show continues this Thursday edition. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. You can also send me an email, pastorscott at kkla.com, pastorscott at kkla.com. Before the break, we were talking about New York City has a new rat czar to take care of the rat problem. I wonder if we need that here in uh, L.A., San Diego, wherever you live. Maybe once Arnold Schwarzenegger is done filling up all the potholes, maybe he can take care of the rats for us. I have the energy. I have the intelligence. I have the know-how. I know you do, sir. Well, 888-528-2557. Uh, let's go to Rosalind in Orange. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good. Rosalind, how are you? Good. Um, I was just thinking about what you said. Um, you know, the, the 
obvious problem with having a lot of rats is that the fleas associated with them could spread the bubonic plague, bring that back. Yeah. But I know what, and when I lived in England, there were rats as big as dogs out there. And anyway, what some of the cities are doing and amusement parks is that they will have a slew of cats, you know, stray cats, and they, they neuter them and they clip their ear and then they, that kind of controls the, the mice and the rats. So it's, that's what some of the cities are doing. I know Knott's does that. They have some cats around that, that kind of take care of some of that. Yeah, but, there's a lot, uh, you know, in the seriousness of it, there are a lot of things that, that cities can do, you know, to help. Uh, but everybody's got to get on board. A lot of it has to do with the trash and the way we uh, manage that out on the street or on our curb or behind our house or wherever. And uh, it's a it's a major problem. Uh, the rats. You, have you ever had a rat infestation? Uh, yeah, I have one time. <laughs> it wasn't a big rat, but one of the cats. We had cats, so somehow either he got him inside. And it was, it was a huge rat. He was in the dining room. And we were trying to get him to get him outside. And here we are, like, trying to get this rat. And he's trying, looking at us. We're looking at him. And he's got a tiny head but a huge body. Oh, yeah. And, like, trying to get our cat to get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big wow. problem. It it is for a lot of people. Well, I hope that you uh, have resolved that for the time being. Yeah. All right, yeah. Rosalind. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, it's funny she mentioned plague. You know, the plague is still around. You know, if you go hiking up in the mountains here in Southern California, there's a sign there. You ever read the uh, Forest Ranger sign? There's a sign on there. No, I haven't. And it's got a uh, you know a plague warning right there on the sign. And if you read it, it says things like, "Do not whatever you do on your hike." Do not play with a dead squirrel. That's what it's <laughs> that's what telling you to just stay away from that, which is a bummer because sometimes you just want to grab it by the tail and spin it around on top of your head when you know when you're a kid. 888-528-2557. Bob in Laguna, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor, thank you. Uh if Miss uh, Karate isn't able to kung fu those rats out of town, I would like to nominate Adam Shift as the king of rats. <laughs> I figured somebody would make uh, some kind of a remark like I tried to I tried to fit in like some kind of a Godfather reference or something, you know, uh, to to all of that. Uh, have you uh, dealt with any actual? That's what. That's right. That's right. Uh, have you had any uh, rats in your life? The actual. I don't mean like. Don't name any names here. I mean uh, the actual rodents. Yes, I was teaching my daughter uh, some processing techniques to work for me. And she had mice, not rats, but there were mice. And I set off several, set up several traps. And we're working through the night, and all of a sudden you hear boom, boom, boom. And I almost brought this girl to tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild. It's just a wild thing uh, when you're when you're dealing with that. All right, Bob. Thank you for uh, your call and listening to the Pastor Scott Show. You know, of course, uh, as we talk about this on our show, it's fun. I think it's. I mean, maybe some of you have like turned it off. You're grossed off, grossed out. But you know, we're, we try to we try to go through everything that people actually go through, and it's a serious thing. But can I give you a uh, a Bible verse here that actually came to mind, being that it is the Pastor Scott Show, and you know, something that I think. Um, is is relevant with this. I looked it up. I thought, well, are there rats in the Bible? And it kind of depends on your your translation. But 
Uh, there's only one place in Leviticus. There's a couple of places where you know, maybe what they're translating is rat, but sometimes they're not entirely sure. It's, you, it's probably something that includes rats. Um, maybe the best verse for it here is in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, Jesus actually has something to say about um, something that would be included, that were rats would be included. And the word is often used as vermin. Okay, maybe that's a word you've heard before. And Jesus says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, um, in this world... You know, if you just think about this for a minute, you know, maybe it's a gross subject and stuff, but there's gross things that we got to deal with. You got the rats and the fleas and the plague and, uh, you know, that's and then just other things that would not have been written about in the Bible, but we're still going on. You know, the, the viruses and germs and things of that nature, that's something that we have to deal with here. And sometimes we have vermin or we have thieves. We're dealing with thieves in our cities, you know, in, you know, speaking of you know, problems in the cities, it's a significant, it's a major problem. You have, you know, if you're watching San Francisco and what they're going through, or they, I mean, even the Whole Foods market shut down, you know, so, you know, no more, uh, you know, $18 jars of salsa for you. Um, and it's because people are just stealing. There's a video going around uh, the interwebs this morning of Walmarts that are shutting down everywhere. And one of the things that people do is they just go in there and they, instead of ransacking it and taking home TVs and stuff, everybody goes in there and just eats all the food. And the sad part about this is people bringing their kids to this and you just go into Walmart and you just start eating food and you just do that and eat the whole thing. And so what happens is the Walmarts will shut down because they can't operate. And, you know, we have major, major problems. And a big part of that problem is that what we value in this world so much is our own comfort and our own treasure, however you define that, wherever you are. For Christians, we've got to, we've got to take this to heart because we get tempted too, right? We, we deal with, with wanting to have stuff or our piece of the pie, you know, however you want to uh, define it in a certain way. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also. And it's really talking about in the context of who do you serve? Do you serve the Lord or do you serve your bank account? Um, Maybe you serve your visa card because you owe them your life. I've been there before. Took forever to get out of it. Finally did, and it's the most wonderful thing. Part of that is, you know, not having my priorities correct with the treasures on this earth. But when you have your priorities correct, it doesn't matter at the end of the day to Jesus if you're rich or poor, if you've got rat problems in this life, or you've got a place that's clean. You know, you can do things to help yourself, but sometimes you just live in a place. That's where I lived, is that there wasn't really anything I could do about it. The entire neighborhood is infested with rats. And uh, you just had to deal with it. But when you're laying up your treasures in heaven, when you realize that the purpose of your life is not to be comfortable in this life, but to do the will of God, whatever that is, he might give you some comfort. He might give you a lot of discomfort. And for most people, it's, it's a lot of both at different stages. 
whatever it is, store up your treasures in heaven. Think about that. And, you know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where's your heart? Is your heart focused on the kingdom of God and the things that can never be taken away from you, the things that will never get corrupted, the things that will never be be torn down? They can't be stolen. No one can steal your salvation. They can't take it away from you. No one can steal what you have laid up in heaven. They can't steal what the Lord is going to give you one day for the things that you have done for him. Think about that. You know, I think that in this world, a lot of things that's driving people is their own comfort. And that should not be anybody, but it shouldn't be us as Christians. Let's focus on the Lord. Let's focus on the things that he calls us to do. Hey, uh, I want to uh, let you know you can get our podcast. If you missed our show, you can get the whole hour by going to uh, kkla.com or kprz.com and our our site. Go to uh, keyword Scott, and you can find the podcast. You can also find it on Spotify. Look for the Pastor Scott Show on Spotify. Our first hour today, we had Bishop Kenneth Ulmer, and if you weren't able to listen to that, I uh, really encourage you to listen to that. What a great uh, great pastor. He was pastor for 40 years at Faithful Christian Bible Church. Uh, here in Los Angeles. And he is our guest speaker at the Pastor's Breakfast that is coming up on May 10th, May 10th, and Faithful Central Bible Church, I meant to say. And uh, if you're a pastor listening or a ministry leader or you're on staff at a church, or if you know somebody who is, make sure they know about the KKLA Pastor's Breakfast. We need you to RSVP. I know that it's easy to put it on the calendar May 10th and then it's at eight o'clock, Shepherd Church, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to that. But we need you to RSVP because we need to know how many meals to prepare for because there's a free breakfast. Dr. Kenneth Ulmer, I'll be there. Pastors from everywhere. Go to kkla.com. Click the KKLA Pastor's Breakfast banner and RSVP today, right now. Pastor Scott, I'll see you tomorrow with Open Line Friday. Friday from 3 to 5 tomorrow. God bless. Have a good night.